Hello and welcome to another round of Geek Sweat. This is our hot topic and we are introducing our first episode of season four. So welcome back to oh. the future of Geek Sweat. Thanks, great to be back. Now, uh, we're going to do something slightly different uh, because uh, in this episode we're going to be introducing a new co-host. So not only have we managed to retain the services of our good friend in the sound waves, Giovanni. Hello. We are also welcoming back our cult TV expert, Stephen. Hi. And our hot topic and review sweat impresario, Malachi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I am your host, Trevor. But our new guest joining <coughs> us today, oh sorry, and obviously Dominic of our interviews as well. I resign. See you later. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dom. No one's uh, going to miss you. No. <laughs> wow, that is cold. <laughs> now, you know what? We've got a glass of wine here that's not been finished, so I don't think Dom's going to stray too far away from the table. What? So what? You're just calling me an alcohol? That is your wine, by the way. Is that my wine? Okay, thanks for the donation. <laughs> that's that drunk you, Dominic. He's wine. We're playing wine lottery here. And, um, and we also welcome our new guest, co-presenter Jamie Chang. Hey, hey, hey. So, uh, Jamie, what do you think of our surroundings for our podcast? It's kind of inspiring. Yeah. Dark. Looks like you could murder someone in here. Do you know what? This place still look, looks like a bank that's still being robbed. It does, actually. Here. With that exploded car behind you. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Fantastic, but... Yeah. For the record, Jamie is not joking. There is an exploded <laughs> car behind us. Yeah, it's like in pieces. It's almost like... It's art, by the way. It is <laughs> art. It yeah. is filmmaker art. But yeah, if you want to take a look at some of our surroundings, don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at GeekSweat to see a little bit more of our behind-the-scenes stuff. Jamie, have you thought about a nickname? No, not really. I thought, you know, Jay is normally what, what people call me. I'd go with that. JC would have been. JC. There are a lot of great JCs. Jesus Christ. Cat. Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Right. Jesus Christ. Oh, he said Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 He came back twice, so he deserves (laughs) Julius Caesar. (laughs) 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 Julius Caesar. JC is fine by me. It even rhymes with everything. There you go. Okay, we're loving that nickname, but we have to love (laughs) something else now, which is the hot topic. Which is going to be introduced to us by Stephen. Hi. What are we talking about today, Stephen? Tarantino, it seems. Why are we talking about Tarantino? Because you asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> I have guns to people's heads, everybody. So, uh, what is the specific? I mean, Tarantino's got a new film coming out called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he's managed to get two behemoths of the film industry together, which is Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, which I don't think's ever happened in cinematic history before. But in the, terms of what? What do you mean? The two of them haven't acted together in the same Oh, time. okay. Uh, but it seems like um, there are a lot of people who've missed out an opportunity to. Have they uh, really not acted together. Yeah. I'll, 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 oh, I'll, who's the, in research? We need to I check think this. What think, you might be thinking of what's eating Gilbert Grape, which had Leonardo DiCaprio and Johnny Depp. I yes. was thinking of one of the um, Oceans films. Ocean's Eleven never. Had no, I don't think Leonardo Ocean, DiCaprio was Brad in it. That's George Clooney yeah. and, and uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio was in it because I, I, for my sins, I actually binged all of the oceans before watching Oceans Eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I really like committed to that that franchise. Even the Frank Sinatra ones. 
No. Oh, oh okay. I'm talking about the new stuff. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take well, a quick... you, didn't, you didn't commit fully then. <laughs> we'll take a quick spin on IMDb. Semi. Um, do, you, do you think there's anything You here? achieved a semi yeah. commitment. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll take a quick spin on IMDb. Do you think you can see anything here that could be also including Brad Pitt? I mean, Body of Lies, I think he's teaming up with Robert Redford there. A diamond the departed. departed catch me if you Jack can Nicholson. yeah, yeah. Jack, catch me if you can he's teaming up with Tom Hanks Gangs of New York um, that's the actor that does one film every seven years can't remember his name now um, Daniel Day-Lewis uh, I um, don't think he has but was this a pairing that anyone cared to see though I don't know I mean I think DiCaprio uh, DiCaprio Pitt is probably the new um uh, De Niro Pacino in terms of like Let's scale. Let's get them together. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. in terms of like film history, Americana and really? just like. Okay. I, 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 I never got that sense. Yeah. I, I think, I've, I've, I've never heard people scream from the rafters. I want to see these two together. Yeah. I think my reaction was I couldn't believe that they'd never acted together before. In my mind, which they're is, kind of similar five actors. Minutes ago. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm not overwhelmed to hear that it was the first time they've appeared together. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so he's got that new film coming out. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mar- Margot Robbie's in it as well. Okay. Well, that really is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, right. Calm down. <laughs> I think what movie are we even talking about right now? Uh, Quentin Tarantino's. Which one? Once, Once Upon a Time, time. Oh, Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, which is yeah. out Sorry. in August, but the adverts and the, the pre- Sorry, I thought we'd moved on right to something now. else. The, pros, but, the, the press junkie is in full effect right now for yeah. that film. But the thing that I'm trying to get around to-, to Press o- junket. Unless you're calling someone a press junkie. Oh yeah, I definitely am. That too. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't Michael Gove a press junkie at one point? Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and Boris Johnson was also a yeah. journalist and a- yeah, but, but you know, Boris Johnson gets away with it because why does he get away with stuff again? Because he's about to be the Prime Minister and he's on Have I Got News For You? Not if I shoot him. Okay. okay. That <laughs> was a joke. <laughs> yeah. See, that not was a joke. Not that was a joke. On our podcast, please. <laughs> yeah, you've already robbed the bank today, Stephen. Yeah. You want to add assassination to that as well. I don't think he lives that far away from me, though. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, let me get into the meat of Just today's topic. Bike. I think our next hot topic will Sorry. be how do we write an alibi Stephen, for Stephen? Stick to milkshakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what I was trying to say is like, we've got some two like behemoth actors. We've seen a lot of Tarantino films. He's on his ninth movie, but there seems to be a trend of actors who haven't made it into his movies as well. Is that right? It seems so, yes, from my research. Um, um, Should we start with Michael Madsen, everyone's favourite ear cutter? Okay. And what has Michael Madsen not done to get... Bang off, surely. Okay, second favourite ear cutter. (laughs) So what has Michael Madsen done not to get into a Tarantino film? Well, of course, he was in Tarantino's first film. Which was Reservoir Dogs, playing Mr. Blonde. Mr. Okay. Blonde? Yeah. yeah, Mr. Blonde. And he was offered the John Travolta's role in Pulp Fiction. Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega. Okay. Who's actually... Well, but that's weird because Vincent Vega's meant to be Michael Madsen's Reservoir Dogs character's brother. Oh, yeah. Cousin. In the Tarantino universe, I yeah. think the two of them are brothers, Vincent Vega yeah. and Mr. Blonde. Yeah, so... Yeah, but I said that doesn't really make sense, but... But did he decide that after the fact... Because uh, I, I think that's what Tarantino does. I think the thing with Tarantino is that he's probably 
written a lot of the films together. Like he's written, because apparently, um, what's his film that he did? Hateful Eight. That's been on the back burner for like seven or eight years. And I think it was quite, it made quite a lot of fame in pre-production for being an all black cast read through, I think Carnegie Hall. So I think he's made a lot of, written a lot of his scripts beforehand. So it seems to be that there's a Tarantino universe and timeline that's attached to all of his stories. I think Hateful Eight was partially leaked onto the internet when not that many actors had seen it, and that yeah. caused Tarantino to put it back for a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, the thing is, I think if he's going to make those two characters um, uh, brothers, maybe he's probably thinking like, yeah, maybe Michael Madsen younger, Michael Madsen older would have made sense. But I can't see if that was his ultimate goal, you know? It was only like two or three years between them, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Wait, oh god okay so oh. yeah so he was offered the role of Vincent Vega but apparently he had to turn it down because he'd already taken the role wow. of Virgil Earp in Wyatt Earp wow Kevin Costner's Wyatt Earp there's another fact funny fact here Michael Madsen apparently first auditioned for Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs as well yeah and that's the first time Tarantino met him yep wow because like I mean size of frame and acting quality he's not Steve Buscemi at all no no no, no, he's not. And he actually says say that Tarantino responded saying, you're not Mr. Pink, you're Mr. Blonde, and if you're not Mr. Blonde, then you're not in, my, in the movie, which sounds pretty final. Michael Madsen, he's one of these actors, I feel like possibly he hasn't fulfilled his potential. Free Willy. Because you say, <laughs> is that an offer? <laughs> Was he in Free Willy? I mean, you ran the back, Stephen. <laughs> what, did he shoot one of the whales or something like that or cut one of his ears off? Wait, can you find it? <laughs> okay, we're all over the place, man. Come on, let's bring some cohesion back. I think my, Michael Madsen being in Free Willy has just like thrown everyone, and it's true. Yeah, that's not thrown me. That, but that, that wasn't Stephen just being all Tourette's like. It's Free Willy, everyone. <laughs> Actually, can I say one other thing? There's another tough guy actor as well. It's got um, Michael Ironside, who's like more famous for um, I think uh, what was what was he in? Michael Einstein's in it and he was in uh, Starship Troopers and Total Recall. And Scanners. Can I, yeah. can, can I just say, I don't think it's fair that we brought up um, Michael Madsen because he's been in other Tarantino okay, films okay. subsequently. Okay. Since, yeah, since, since okay. then. Okay, yeah. I was, well, was going to say yeah, yeah, before yeah. Stephen interjected with his free willy. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about people with free willies, I think we should be moving on to Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Right, now, right, he's, right. Um, a lover man from the Hollywood film right, industry. Right, calm down. But mm-hmm. I feel like Michael Madsen hasn't really fulfilled his potential. I okay. mean, you say Steve Buscemi is a better actor I right off so. the bat. Yeah. But Michael Madsen really excited people when Reservoir Dogs first came out. He yeah. had a real kind of feral energy. Yeah. And somehow over the years, he hasn't taken the right roles to carry that forward. But doesn't that make it sound like he's a one-hit wonder? It does, but I don't think that should have been the case. Okay. What do you think is the next role he should have take, taken after a Reservoir Dogs? Something that showed a very different side of him. So, for example, Harvey Keitel did Reservoir Dogs and then he did The Piano. Okay. I think something like that that showed range would have been a good move for him. Right. So he, so Michael Madsen kind of needed like a Dangerous Minds type of film to be in or something like that? Possibly. Anything that showed range, anything that showed... Artistic ability and versatility. Can we delve into um, Warren Beatty? Because he's been in a couple of... Can we delve into Warren Beatty? (laughs) No, no, because he's been into a couple of um, gangster films before, like Bonnie and Clyde 
and um, apparently he passed on the Godfather and he was nearly in Boogie Nights. So why didn't and he... And Superman. Huh? And Superman. Oh, wow. As Superman. And play, he wasn't interested in playing Superman. Wow. That's interesting. So why didn't he not pick the Tarantino film? Um, he, well, he was offered uh, the, the titular antagonist in Kill Bill. Say Bill, I assume. And, Thanks for uh, explaining <laughs> the titular. <laughs> the titular antagonist. In fact, he wrote the part with BT in mind. And um, yeah, yeah, he's not. It seems like BT likes turning stuff down. That's his thing. Would anyone want it to have seen um, Warren Beatty over David Carradine, I think it is, as Kill Bill? Do you think that would have been an improvement? I think David Carradine might still be alive if he hadn't been in Kill Bill. Yeah? It's like he was suddenly famous again, and then he was dead. Oh, wow. Well, that, that was due to his own personal Was that the asphyxiation? Did he die of asphyxiation? Yeah, because he, yeah, he likes to... He, li- he liked to masturbate while being choked. I never mm. said that. Maybe he did that more often once he was famous again. <laughs> but no, I thought this was widely known. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. he, he thought the pressures yeah. of being famous again right. drove yeah. him back to a lifestyle of sin. Wrong kind of pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Oh, Around geez. the neck. Um, so I, I don't think I would have preferred seeing Warren Beatty in... Um, because this guy seems like a bit of a picky, picky prick. He didn't want to go to China. I don't think I would have noticed any real difference. No? No, I don't think I would have. You think their acting style is quite similar? No, I, it's not that. It's more that, you know, Kill Bill himself kind of featured so little. But didn't you think, from my point of view, that David never really saw a, him for... But I thought David yeah. brought a lot of character... Oh, yeah, when you saw him. When you oh, saw yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But I think overall, okay. I, I wouldn't have noticed. I want to create some structure if here. was. Sorry Aww. to cut over you there, Jamie. I want to create some structure. So we're going to do a scorecard of did Tarantino win or did the actors win? So um, Warren Beatty not being in Kill Bill, is that a win for Tarantino or a win for, for the actors? Are we going around the room? Is, is yeah. there a meh? Yeah, meh. let's go around the room. Yeah, meh. Meh. <laughs> meh. Yeah. I'm saying it's a win for Tarantino not to include Warren Beatty. I prefer David Carradine. Yeah. What about yourself? Okay. I, d- I don't know. Don't know. So you're a meh? That's a meh. No, because what has um, Warren done since then? Okay. So that's a, that sounds like a no to me. I don't think Tarantino won by not having him in it, but I just feel that Warren lost. Okay. And actually, I don't know. Fuck it, meh. Okay. Let's say it's one <laughs> nil to Tarantino. Who's okay. our next actor? Uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, the comedian. He's Adam Sandler. He's, he's, wow. he's a bit of a well, Okay, weird what's one, the context of this one? Oh, well, uh, Adam Sandler, um, the bingo-loving Jew hunter from... Um, wow. Wait, All right, so this was... Um, um, the Jew hunter would this have This was the role that was played by his friend Eli Roth. So okay, he, like yeah. the Jew bear, basically, yeah. in the film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the guy with the baseball bat. I'm gonna I would take film. Adam Sandler... This is Inglorious Bastards we're talking about. So he turned down a role in Inglorious Bastards or he was rejected. He also wanted him in Once Upon a Time. Okay. And turned that down as well. So what's the context for um, Adam Sandler not being Sergeant Donnie Donovitz? Um, oh, he considered Simon Pegg as well. What, for that part? Mm. Wow. No, surely not for no, that part. No, apparently Tarantino... In the oh, end, that was for the Fassbender one, wasn't it? I don't know. He considered him I for the part of the film critic expert. who was ended up being played by Michael Fassbender. Okay, okay. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think I'll try and find out what the name of that character was. So essentially... Archie... Is it Archie Hickox? Archie Hickox is... Yeah, possibly, right. yeah. I mean, I'm get, I always get the two names confused between him and the one that was in uh, that Mike Myers play. He wanted Adam Sandler for the role of Sergeant Donnie Donovitz in uh, the new film. So why didn't he get it? Because he, he signed to do Funny People. Funny People. Oh, right. So yeah. he dropped a comedy thing. Was Funny People a good film in your mind then? I, I, I thought it was a, in terms of people actually acting in it. Yeah. Because Adam Sandler, his f- comedies are known for being like goofball slapstick shit. But I, I felt that people actually acted in the comedy of Funny People. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else wants you, to. Do you think Funny it? People had to be made or was it a good effort? I, I, th- I think it, it showed a different side to Adam Sandler. Let me ask you a different question. Was Funny People a better film than Inglorious Bastards? No, that's not a fair question. Of course it wasn't. <laughs> okay. And would Adam Sandler have shown a different side of himself if he had played uh, the Jew Hunter, do you think? Nah. Because would that have him been, been happy playing Happy Gilmore again? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or the, or the, or the Water Boy. Okay. So that was a chance for Adam Sandler to expand himself and get, show a different side of himself. I, I, think, I think he did that with... I, obviously, I can't speak for Adam Sandler because I don't know what was going through his mind. But I think he, when he compared the two roles, yeah. it might have been a step back because the, the yeah. Jew Bear was a bit, I think... On the nose. Yeah, and especially in a film like that, I, I felt he was the most uh, cartoonish out of everyone in um, Glorious Bastards, whereas his character in Funny People was, was human and yeah. down-to-earth, which you never... Really got to see Adam Sandler do. So has anyone else at the table seen Funny People? No. Jamie? If I have, I can't remember. Okay. I see so many films. Okay. It's terrible. Yeah, it was a, it was a shit film, but I think it just... It just you know, shows, there is a yeah. possibility I have seen it. I just, it's obviously not memorable. You know, it's yeah, not, yeah. Not memorable. Yeah, no, definitely it isn't. Did Adam Sandler direct that? No, I, I think he produced it. Okay, okay. So that sounds like he would have made a bit of change off that. So that was like a real good opportunity for him. So, Jamie, do you think Adam Sandler won or lost by not being the Jew Hunter in... Um, Jew th- Bear. Jew Bear, sorry. In, in, uh, I, I couldn't say, but I, I would say that he made the best choice for himself. Yeah. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, as an actor, that's your prerogative yeah. is to choose what, you know, what roles you do yeah. based on the projection of your own career. So okay. I, you know... So his choice is his choice as far as I'm concerned. Cool. And he got a chance to work with Judd Apatow. So I'm going to say it's a win for Adam Sandler. How about yourself, Dom? It's a win for Adam Sandler. It's um, a loss for Tarantino because I think Eli Roth wasn't up to the part. Yeah. Small and cartoonish as it was, Eli Roth still wasn't up to it because you get this massive build-up about the Jew bear and then he comes out and it's just Ter- Quentin Tarantino's mate. <laughs> <laughs> Such an anti-climax. Okay, so we're going to say that's 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the next actor? Will Fresh Prince Smith. Oh, <laughs> Will Smith. Okay. Will Smith turned down... Um, oh, he also turned, he turned down Neo in The Matrix, but also turned down um, Django. Yeah. Django Unchained, yes. Because he wanted scripts changed and more stuff in it. He was a bit demanding, I think, was the problem. MKH's face just lit up when you said that. <laughs> I, I felt that Will Smith had a right to be demanding. Okay. And I, um, and 
I, I read somewhere else that the original part for Django was really small. Okay. And then uh, I guess uh, rewrites happened and Jamie Foxx, who eventually got the role, um, got a bigger, bigger part in the film. Yes. Um, cause I, cause even when you watch the film now, I feel it was more to do with, um, a German saying, why are you Americans being so savage? Why are you keeping people as, as property and stuff like that? I felt that was the message that was, you could tell that was the message trying to creep out. That's why, um, Mr. Uh, Swartz, is it? The dentist. Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Swartz. Dr. Yeah. Swartz. That's why he sacrifices himself right at the end. Cause he didn't have to. <laughs> Did you have so, a problem with that? Did you feel like it was a bit of a white savior thing? Yeah. In, in some ways. Cause he didn't eat. Cause the deal was done. He didn't have to sacrifice himself. So yeah, when you look at it, you think, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was weird for a bounty hunter as well. Who, who, who usually took people dead rather than alive. You think, okay, well, yeah. So, but, um, so is it fair to say that that's, this is a problematic film for you? No, I enjoyed the film. I, I, just, I just agree with, I, I, I back uh, Will Smith in the sense that if he tells me that he turned it down because the role wasn't big enough, I, I, yeah, I'm going yeah, to accept that. I'm not going to really question it. What about yourself, uh, Dominic? Do you think this was a loss for Tarantino or a loss for Smith? Well, it obviously wasn't a loss for Will Smith because he decided it wasn't for him. Um, I think um, as the film turned out, Jamie Foxx was perfect casting for how the character is conceived. So I guess it's a win-win. So it's two all. Not yet. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jamie, what do you want to say? Oh, me? Um, oh, I know. It's a, it's a hard one because Will Smith has a habit of being in more wholesome type kind of feel good movies he's he's the i'm going to kill the bad guy not be the, the bad, bad guy. guy yeah um not that Django is a bad guy yeah um but the brutality of it the violence of Django yeah i don't think would have suited will smith as a person which is you know more or less the reason he he turned it down will smith as a personal will smith the brand Ooh, the brand then I'd say um, so for me a, will, a, a win for Will Smith I think because I uh, seeing him in that kind of brutality um, it's not the same as seeing him in, in Suicide Squad it's a different kind of violence it's, it's not as comical in, yeah. in terms of that kind of violence I mean this is brutal stuff yeah. um, going way back when so yeah I um, yeah, I think it's a win for Will Smith not to have, you know, g- gone forward with that role. Okay. I think Jamie Foxx um, did a really good job. Um, yeah. Kudos to him. Yeah, I think Will Smith, I, I think he does play good, wholesome roles and he is a really good actor. I just felt the chance to work with Tarantino is probably <coughs> not going to come up very often. And he could we could have seen like a really dark version of what Will Smith can play on screen. And I think I personally missed out on that. But um, Will Smith act. Um, I think if you look at stuff like um, <laughs> uh, the Pursuit of Happiness, kid. he does emotional stuff. But in terms of like dark violence, it's yeah. not really. I mean, I am legend. I, I wasn't being rude. I just haven't seen him in anything since he stopped working with Tatiana Ali. 
Tatiana Ali, I would move in Fresh Prince. Yeah, well, I would say I have never seen a film with Will Smith. Either. I would, to me, I would say the best three films to watch with Will Smith since Fresh Prince uh, would probably be um, I Robot, Hitch, and Hancock because I think that's a range and it's also different genres as well for Will Smith. Mm. Okay. Same oh, I was gonna uh, say. Enemy of the State. Okay. If, That's if a good you, film. Yeah, if you want to see directed Will Smith, by the late Tony mm. Scott. If you want to see yeah. Will Smith act, watch okay. Enemy of the yeah. State. Good mm. film. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the thing is with Will Smith is, um, <coughs> I just feel like the Tarantino Will Smith combination would have been explosive, and I think there is something in the background of like, oh yeah, he turned down uh, the Matrix for Wild Wild West, which. Wiki, it's gonna Wiki, 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 yeah. And uh, um, I'm not sure if that's the one that had the Fong song, actually. But the, um, the main thing is um, his career choices to date are still good. And yeah, Jay, Jay, I, I think they're still good enough. But the, um, the, the uh, what is it? Jamie Foxx did really, a really good job. And um, I don't think Will Smith has lost anything by not working with Tarantino. And I think Tarantino would love to have him in another project. So I think I'll go with Will Smith and say that he won that one. You've been in a Pitbull video. Uh, looks like it, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Big so dog next. fan. So, oh, yeah, so it's 2-1 to the actors. Okay, uh, who's our next so actor? I think this is our final one, isn't it? Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen, what are we going to say about Well, Sasha? he didn't actually, the, the character he was going to play was originally played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then it wasn't. And then it was going to be played by uh, Riza of this was the Wu-Tang Clan. In Django Unchained. Yes. And eventually this role was offered to Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, so obviously the character needed a bit of a rewrite. It was supposed to be sexually experienced. Um, that, the, but uh, Baron Cohen had to leave to promote the dictator and um, Tarantino just got rid of the um, character completely. Oh, it so wasn't can't one, really say who's you know, who it was. No, you can't really say who was better or worse. Yeah. I'm looking at this Looper article and it's yeah. saying that Jonah Hill might have been considered as well for the same role. Hill. So, and I know Jonah Hill was in Django Unchained, even though he wore a mask uh, to play um, a Ku Klux Klan member. So, okay. what kind of role do you think Sasha Baron Cohen could have done in Django Unchained? Well, he, the, the character is meant to be sexually inexperienced and naive. Yeah. Apparently. The character. The character's okay. called Harmony. Harmony. Okay. Mm. So I think it would have been a slave master. A slave master, possibly. Scotty yeah. Harmony. A yeah. gambler who takes possession of... Broomhilda. Yeah, Broomhilda. Django's wife. Django, yeah. Yeah, slave master. Okay, so Sasha Baron Cohen, in or out of a Tarantino movie, who won that battle? Sasha Baron Cohen? <laughs> when, when does he lose? I haven't seen him take a loss yet. Yeah, okay. Uh, might Grimmies be another win-win. Because um, if he's the slave master, isn't that the part that was eventually played by DiCaprio? Um, no, this character... No, it's a new one that Harmony. was scrapped. So but he takes possession of Broomhelder. Yeah, but this would have been another character. It would have been an extra scene. He would have been a slave master, but he wouldn't have been DiCaprio. So character. that just would have complicated the story. Yeah. 
So mm. that's definitely a win for Tarantino because he does love to complicate the stories by like packing in scenes that don't need to be there. I won't go off on tangents. Right, like in Kill Bill, there's the scene where the bride goes to see Bill's old mentor just before she finds him. Completely unnecessary scene. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to get like another actor in there. Okay. Mm. Jamie, what do you think about Sasha Baron Cohen's nearly moment with Tarantino? Oh, yeah, I'd say it's a win for Tarantino as well. You know, it's just like having a character in there for the sake of having a character is a bit kind of long-winded in the end. But it's a character that we've never seen and, you know, that was totally scrapped. So it's not like we can compare, you know, with and without or, you know, if someone else had played the role, so... And I think um, I think he's still got like 8.4 out of 10. I'm just going to check the IMDb credits for um, uh, Django Unchanged, seeing that we've mentioned it so many times. But um, yeah, me personally, I think um, Sasha Baron Cohen, versatile as he is, I don't think not having him in a, a Tarantino canon, so to speak, has created any major losses. So I think Tarantino has won that one for me. Really? Yeah. Over Sasha Baron Cohen? Okay. Are you going to get me to change my mind? No, I'm, d- I'm just asking. Is it because it would be a win if he didn't want him in the film, but yeah. it was the actions of something else yeah. that prevented him from being in the film. Actually, no, I might change my mind. I might say Tarantino lost by not having Sasha Baron Cohen in the film because he's versatile. But maybe that just wasn't the part for him. It wasn't the part, but I think Sasha Baron Cohen would be a great asset to have in the film because of his comic turns and I think I really liked him in Bruno and um, what was the other one that he did uh, what Borat yeah Borat yeah. Well. yeah yeah you know who shouldn't have been in Django Unchained as an actor who? Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 it's oh, like oh, Australian accent. Accent. violence Australian and, accent yeah. as well what a dickhead <laughs> do you know what I think <laughs> I think Tarantino he shouldn't have been in a Tarantino film after Reservoir Dogs. I think that was his high moment as, as a, an actor, as an actor playing in his own films. Well, you didn't like him in Pulp Fiction. I, oh, that was an okay cameo. It was an okay cameo, but I think anyone could have played that. I don't think that was too much of a stretch. I think that's the point of a cameo, that. though, isn't it? Uh, that's the point of a cameo. Anyone yeah, can play yeah, it, yeah, but you exactly. want to do it yeah. just yeah. to give you give the audience a glimpse of. Yeah, it, but the so. thing is, I mean. Okay, Dead Nigger Storage was a good line. Exactly. But like, that wasn't... His his cameo in Pulp Fiction is not as good as the cameo he has in Reservoir Dogs for me because of the way he opens the film. No, but... Does, I, I, does he do the, um, like, a virgin monologue? Yeah, he does the, like, a virgin uh, before Steve Buscemi chimes in with the um, smallest uh, violin in the world yeah. statement. No, I don't know if I brought it up it's because you said he shouldn't have been in a cameo... Uh, after Reservoir Dogs, yeah, and I was yeah. just saying, what, what no, about good, it's a good shout. That's a good shout. Yeah. But um, okay, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to say Sasha Baron Cohen won because maybe this part was too small for him, and he's he could probably play a lot of different roles, including Dead Nigger Storage, and even the opening of Reservoir Dogs. So um, right now, I think we're is it three one yep. to the actors. So um, did we do Sylvester Stallone? Cause oh. Should we, should we close on Sylvester Stallone? Okay, Sylvester. Tarantino can pull one back from the grave. No, you can't. It's a foregone conclusion, isn't it? He's going to lose, but Sylvester yeah. Stallone's big in the, in the, in the That's game. That's what I'm saying. Sylvester Stallone is killing it right now. Yeah, so does that mean he can tie, tie it off and be... It's a, it's a, well, okay, so 
the um Sylvester Stallone was offered a role in Death Proof. Oh wow, I that's the seen. Kurt Russell film where yeah. he plays the uh, stunt driver. I think his stunt driver Mike, who's a bit of um, a sexual harassing type of character. Um, actually, I should know that we've got a uh, female co-presenter. Who's that? I, d- I don't know. Let me just look alone in the room and see who we've got. Jamie. It's far more bangers than mash in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, have you seen Death Proof? Yes, I have. It's what do you think of that film? Well, I, I, I felt interest in it because um, the, one of the girls in it was actually a very known New Zealand stunt actor. Oh, wow. And she originally got that um, while she was playing, she was the stunt double for Xena, the warrior princess. Okay. So I was actually and quite keen to see that. I love Xena. she's Zena. an Australian actress as well, the lady who played Xena, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I love Xena. Um, Lucy Lawless. Yeah. Lucy Lawless, thank you. So yeah, Zena. so she played Xena and one of the, yes, so her, her stunt double was one of the lead females in this. I can't remember her name. Yeah, um, but she was, you know, she was fabulous. I, I think she, you know, in, in terms, because back then, you know, New Zealand yeah. film industry was just tiny when it came to the big screen and, yeah. and, and coming out of New Zealand. So sure. for me, it was kind of like, I'm going to see this because I want to support this actor and this, this New Zealand actor. We're just watching it yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the last the, third of the film is basically yeah. based around her stunt abilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and she was hired for her abilities to do, to do those kinds of stunts. So. I think that was like done at the actual speed as well. They didn't uh, um, yeah. like crank yeah. the film up later. Yeah, because yeah, um, Rosario Dawson is in this as well, but I think this is a film where... She certainly is. There's a lot of... Um, uh, Arses showing on that clip. Let, let's say fan service. <laughs> There's a lot of fan service in this film. But um, there were a lot of actors, actresses, sorry, I'll call female actors, who were selected for the roles, not just for their acting ability, but because of their history as being stunt doubles. Mm. And this film was giving them an opportunity to be at the forefront of a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, where Kurt Russell is the one playing the stunt man, mm. even though he's a main actor who probably doesn't do his own stunts. Mm. Yeah. Stallone was also offered um, De Niro's role in Jackie Brown. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think previous... I mean, okay, that would do, I'm going off on a tangent. Apparently he was going to be Beverly Hills Cop before Eddie Murphy, but that's Jesus another Christ. story. So it sounds like that Quinton really wanted him in his films. Yep. To, um, but I, I, and unfortunate for Mr. Stallone, I think his chance to be in a Tarantino film is probably gone out the door forever hold on a minute are we talking about the same Sylvester Stallone who was in for Ragnarok and and kind of hijacked his way into the Marvel universe no he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I was Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yes okay yeah no definitely but I can't see him in a Quentin Tarantino film now I think he can make a late comeback that's the whole point of Expendables isn't it about old dogs coming back and being available to do film work (sighs) that film gives me a headache that film franchise you know what's the worst <laughs> thing about that film franchise like as it goes on the age rating of the films go down and down you think yeah I, 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 think I preferred it when I saw people's heads get chopped off it's as well. probably because <laughs> the actors that are in it can't do the stunts as quickly and nimbly as they could when they no, were younger it was just a, the violence of seeing people being shot by massive machine guns okay, okay. I quite enjoyed that okay but let's round this off with um, Sylvester Stallone are we happy that Sylvester Stallone wasn't in a Tarantino film or do you think Tarantino lost it? Or what film would you prefer him to be in? Death Proof or Jackie Brown? 
Jackie Brown. Uh, <laughs> I can't see him um, in Jackie Brown. I can't. The thing is, I, I think Sylvester Stallone's slur is a bit weird, but yeah, I, yeah, I've never appreciated him as an actor. I've never been able to understand him properly. It's always a case of I need to rewind that. What mm. did he say? Actually, so I've a, never. He's a mumbler. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've so I've never appreciated that part of his 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 acting ability. There's one the film, diction. Sorry to cut across again. There's one film that. Um, yeah, I'm going to get a slap for that afterwards. There's one film that uh, Sylvester Stallone was really good in, which was Copland. Copland's great, And it yeah. kind of played on the idea that he was this kind of semi-retired cop that had to kind of live in a village of other retired cops and he had some kind of injury that made it difficult for him to be in the suburbs or in the main city. And he played that really well, but that was his best film, I think. Uh, do you not feel he's got, he's become a better actor now he's an old man? Because in, um, yeah, in, in Creed, still... he was really good. I didn't see him in Creed. Oh, okay. I, no, I didn't see Creed. That's a good Creed. performance, to be yeah, fair. Obviously, he still mumbles, but I think in terms of mm. his acting prowess, he's gotten a lot better now. He, he's got nothing to live yeah, for. Yeah, but acting mm. doesn't mean anything if we can't understand what he's saying. For me, anyway. But I mean, like... I, I, I watch all my films with subtitles now. <laughs> Excellent. So I should do that, that with ta- his films. Are we saying that Tarantino dodged a bullet? By not picking I don't. I don't think he dodged no. a bullet. I, I think for his films it would have been fantastic, like anyone, um, to have a big name in their film. Yeah. Um so I, I wouldn't say it's a loss for Tarantino, but I um, wouldn't yeah. say it's a win either. Um I mean, it's hard Rob? to imagine Jackie Brown without some Robert De Niro. Yeah. But I mean, obviously mm. Quentin Tarantino knew what he wanted. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I'm not too fussed about Death Proof. I think that's Tarantino's worst film by some margin. Okay. Especially the bit when Tarantino is acting and there's a scene at a bar which goes on and on and on and on yeah. some more. It's yeah. just tortuous. Okay. Do you remember? I was actually is relieved when they started dying. I, I always find that there's always one scene that drags and every film I've seen of, of, of hers, there's always one scene that gets like... Can, yeah, what? latterly. Um, the worst Speed part is like now you know he's got that tendency. You go mm. back to Pulp Fiction and you can see it there as well. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's trademark kind of moves, isn't it? Long extended scenes that are unnecessary and, you know, extra scenes that probably don't need to be there, but, you know, he's put it in anyway. But, you know, that's, you know, the whole point of being a director is you can call those shots, aren't, can't you? Well, most of them. Yeah. Okay, so who wins and lose, loses out of a non- Stallone Tarantino collaboration. I think Stallone won. It's just me. Okay. Dom? I would have liked to have seen him, but I think we're probably better off with um, Robert De Niro and Jackie Brown. I'd see him in something else. Okay. And Jamie? Mm, it's a meh from me, I think. Uh, it, I'm neither here nor there. Yeah. I'm going to say, it uh, as a decide, I think Quentin Tarantino wins that one because I think adding Stallone to a, any of his films would have probably made it a little bit worse. Mm. He, he, his dialogue does tend to be a bit wordy as well. And, yeah. and, and, and with Sylvester's kind of history of kind of mumbling, it, yeah, it, yeah, it probably would, yeah, I'd agree. MKH, you look like he was about to say something. I, I get that um, he, he, he does like wordy dialogue, but I can I can think back to scenes in Pulp Fiction where there was very few words spoken by a few characters. I don't think... I think he would He would have tailored it to Sylvester Sloan. Yeah, he probably would have, actually. He would have kind of, like, 
Hmm. Let's change it. We've had a look at the actors who've turned down Tarantino and um, who's done better out of that deal. Um, 3-2 to the actors, apparently. I've just got the scores. Come through my uh, earpiece. 3-2 to the actors who've turned down Tarantino films or been rejected. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for, um, for this episode, uh, Amy. Ciao. Goodbye. Thank you and for having H. me. Bye. Dominic. Bye. Trevor. See you later. And cheers, Gio. We invite you to subscribe as well. Geeksware is available on Castbox FM and you can download the app to listen to us. If you want to support the podcast by generating an interview question, being a guest or simply becoming a sponsor, please feel free to email film at instigateonline.com. This podcast thrives on listeners, so thank you for sharing your ears. To show you we care, we watch films to save you hassle.